Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Can We Talk For Real Wednesday night, Blog Talk Radio. I am Terry. And I'm Michelle. <laughs> I love that about Michelle. So how's it mm. going, Michelle? <laughs> it's going as well as can be expected. It's crazy weather, warm, cold, warm, cold, wet, dry, you know. Mm. I'm just, I'm just, really, you know. Mm-mm. I was, yeah, I'm kind of so over that. It's like, could you come on and be done with it? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. all of this is just too much, too much, too much. So, besides the weather, how's it been going with you in Michigan, and what's going on in Michigan? Mm-hmm. Um, not too much. Um, we had um. Well, you know, they had the NAACP Freedom Fund dinner, and Hillary Clinton was the keynote speaker. But the night before, the Democratic Party, Michigan Democratic Party, had had their dinner, and they had John Lewis um, as their their keynote speaker. And, I mean, where he took it all the way back to what got him involved with King and the marching up to what is happening today. I mean, and the importance of, us voting, mm-hmm. us people voting and being engaged. And it was, I mean, just really phenomenal. And then he, he took the time with, you know, like, I mean, this man is like a legendary, but then he took the time to take pictures of kids, you know, to talk about it. And it was really, really nice. But you could see, you know, where he really made that strong link about, you know, um, our rights and protecting the voters' rights and, about basic human rights and what was really at stake, you know, with this election and turning how it could turn back so many hands of time and how, how things have already happened, uh, much like what our guests were talking about in North Carolina where they were saying, how, you know, last week where they were talking about how they were trying to turn back and voter suppression and all like that. And he really, you know, really, really, really linked it from a historical perspective, you know, than a civil rights perspective. That's good. Uh-huh. Well, it, I, I want to say we need to look at a lot of things in different ways, and whenever you get somebody that can put a different spin on it, it it, make, it, it opens up your mind because everything uh-huh. else has kind of been closed, been closed off to, you know, thinking politics, thinking Democrat, thinking Republican, thinking this, thinking that. You know, maybe it's now it's time for us to think about it in a different light. So you know, hats off to them for that one. That's cool. Uh-huh. So what you think about uh, now the only one running is Donald Trump on the Republican side? Well, you know, I mean, you sort of saw where it was coming. And, you know, mm-hmm. you listen to a lot of them who, who were talking, and it's like nobody took him seriously till now it's like out of hand. And, um, you know, and then there it is. So really, I mean, if people really want to stop him, then it's on those of us who go out and vote and don't stand for don't believe in what he's saying and you know, and not to be fooled by the way he goes back and forth and back and forth and changes. He said some horrible misogynistic things, some xenophobic things, some very hate filled remarks and I mean and ridiculous things. Like even up until yesterday where he was trying to hold up the inquirer to say that Cruz's father had been involved with Kennedy. Okay, what that has to do with the price of peace today, you know. But it's like he right. do anything and, you know, I hear people, and uh, and some people say, oh, well, he's just saying what, you know, 
but we're mad about. Well, you know, you say some things where you're mad about, but you don't let that be your actions, you know. And here we are. So, So here we are. And what's going to happen? I I don't see, and it's time, you know, that, and you wonder after all the things that he has said about everybody, are they all going to get in line? Well, we already saw that's what Ben Carson did, that's what Chris Christie did. I mean, so how many of those ones who who yesterday were just calling him out, you know, um, on everything that's wrong, how many of them will just like really get in line now and say, oh, well, just so we can win the White House. Well, you can win the White House, but lose the country. Hello, hello, uh, and that's gonna be your, your next blog, right? <laughs> well, I think that the one that I just did had to do with uh, the whole woman card thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and the, and the woman card is a very, very uh, powerful card. I mean, some of us haven't really talked about it and, and recognized how we how we used it, but the reality is, when we play the woman card, we have found. When women are engaged and women are involved globally, how it changes things. It changes communities. It it addresses some of these things like poverty and education. You know, so, you know, maybe we all need to really look at our woman cards and show up and play it. And, you know, then that's what they say. And if we all come out and we, and we, we those of us who know it, I mean, they're not supporting him. They're talking about what's good and what needs to happen. And so maybe we need to, like, sort of step up and sort of say, you know what, men have taken us to hell in a handbasket, you know, some men. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. time for something different, and let's play our woman card and be strong in talking about what we really want. And here's not only that. Even though we play that woman card, just like in, in the community, you know, we have allies, they need to step up. They need to step and be like, you know, we can't play the woman card because we're on the male side, but guess what? We can always walk with them and we can support them. We don't get enough of that. Because people who are listening to politics, who got, politicians who got wives, and it's like, what are you thinking when he say to you, you can't do nothing with your body? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you thinking when you see someone who supports the fact that, you know, women don't make uh, as much as men and he feels that's okay? And so that could be your sister trying to raise, you know, um, her family. You know, it could be your daughter one day trying to wear, raise her family. If you do it, you, you're saying that it's okay for someone who has these beliefs that, you know, uh, you can't make as much, you can't govern your body, that, you know, this could be your your daughter. This could be your your sister, your cousin. I mean, you we've got women. Women brought you in the world, you know, Women rush you in the world, you know. Yeah. Yep. The one thing that all of this, even with the politics, um, and tonight's show is around the transgender community and a special group. So a lot of laws that came into play over the last few years is like LGBTQ supposedly, but for some reason that T was not... um, was not put in there. You know, people shied away from it for whatever reason. And and I'm sorry, all the letters should have got the same equal rights at the same time. Uh-huh. It should have been held out for but everybody, you know, and it didn't happen. You know. So but now you know, we really got something to worry about. And that's some of the things that you talk about because I mean let's face it, they're talking about, you know, if they get in rolling back the Affordable Care Act, 
and many of our, of our members of our trans community, guess what? They have benefits and things that now that, that before they couldn't have. So, I right. mean, you know, and when you talk about safety, we're talking about safety for everybody. You know, the Violence Against Women Act included the LGB and T community. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, that we have have gained, but all of us haven't. Um, when you talk about safety, I mean, you see how they said that, like someone said today that that law in North Carolina is is wrong, it's discriminatory, it, it, it's, you know, it needs to be repealed. I mean, but that's talking about safety. Who's talking about safety? Not just about, you know, they say that they're talking about safety for women and girls, but what about our trans sisters, you know, who who are victimized, you know? This is true. This is true, and, and that that's something that we definitely, you know, I'm I'm so happy to have, you know, the group on. <clears throat> Excuse me tonight. You got to forgive me and Michelle. Every now and then, you might hear us cough. We might hear us clear our throats. For some reason, we both end up being kind of hoarse tonight. Okay. You know, so um, okay. So um, I want to do is um, kind of go ahead and let you do, do the disclaimer, and then we uh-huh. have a surprise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our disclaimer is the views and opinions expressed on Can We Talk for Real Blog Talk radio show. Uh, host, co-host, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. The hosts appreciate your opinion and your openness. Can We Talk for Real does not condone disrespect to the show content. Co-host and or guests, the host or co-host, are not counselors and advise you to get professional consultation if needed. Yes. Now, tonight mm-hmm. we have a guest that's on, and for some reason I think a little birdie said it was a special day. Yep. It's a, hey, mommy, it's your birthday. Okay. Try this. Okay. 
Go ahead and keep talking. Okay. That get it? Yep. That get uh-huh. it. Okay. I took it off. I took it off speaker. But uh, yeah, but I'm going on Donald Trump and deservedly so um, because this point, this is a serious election and probably in American history since 1860. And I'm getting more sick of these Bernie Sanders folks who are mad because you know their candidate is not going to be Democratic nominee. They're going to the election. Really? Yeah, you know, and the thing is, to me, it's like they won't go away. But, you know, those who hate, I mean, they hated each other yesterday. They are calling each other all kind of names. But they are going like, well, you know, we just, we just got to have it. And they're going to all come together. The haters can do that. But we're talking, you know, you know, this man doesn't, isn't, you know, and he's still out there. I'm going to go right fight to the end. Okay, look, you know who you're fighting. It's time for all of us to, like, round up the, 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 the herd and get, get busy and, and fight against who we know it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you talking about unity? That'll be unity right there. Okay, we got potentially, well, we not only have a Supreme Court seat that hasn't been filled yet, we got three Supreme Court justices that are over 75. Uh-huh. All right. Do y'all right. want Donald Trump picking those justices? Mm-hmm. But, but, you not know, but, that, but not only that, ahead. if you think about it, if everybody with all these religious laws that have come into play, if the the highest court of the land can't pass a law, and I always thought that religion and politics was not supposed to be in the same arena. We're in trouble. Well, and the problem we got right now, because these decisions are going 4-4, that means the lower court um, precedent stands. Fine if you're in a liberal circuit night the ninth or uh-huh. no other circuit, but if you're in the sixth circuit, or you're in the Fifth Circuit like Texas is, that's not good. Because, you, know, <laughs> you know, the conservatives still have control of the Fifth Circuit. And when you live in a red state and you got idiots in your state legislatures, you are dependent upon having a federal judiciary that can keep these clowns in check. So when I hear predominantly white Bernie Sanders supporters sit up there and say that I need to sit out the election, that you know, I'm like, I'm looking at you. Are you freaking crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. We as people of color, and especially LGBT people of color, cannot afford a Trump presidency. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and, say, and some of them they're gonna have to just suck it up and you know say and and stuff you know their ideolog their drive for ideological purity because the last time this con you know, the last time they were whining about ideological purity because Al Gore wasn't good enough for them we ended up with George W. Bush. Monica, before you go on, Michelle, before you go on, let me do one thing. Let me bring Carter on into this conversation also. (laughs) So I know he's like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Hey, Carter. Hey, hey. Hey, Hey, how's it going? 
All right. How are y'all doing? Okay. And you know what? And before we go any further and all this other stuff, congratulations on the fifth detail. I mean, you know, five years. And that is a great accomplishment. Mm -hmm. You brought a lot of things to it. I mean, I, I was there by osmosis, but I looked at and you saw people again and again saying, I'm leaving but I'm I'm missing people already or I've met so many incredible people. And right. you know, with all of this BS going on, we still have people getting, you know, killed and, and beat up and, and we have these horrible laws. It is mm-hmm. good. It is good. Like like you said, like this is like a family reunion that, that we were able to come together in Dallas and celebrate each other, learn from each other, and and be strengthened by each other. Absolutely. So congratulations. Thank yep. you. Thank you very much. We're all very, very we'll proud to be celebrating we'll our be five-year anniversary. <laughs> we, we will be at the sixth, me and Michelle. We'll be, all right. We're going to be there, right, Michelle? Hey, I hope I'm, y'all I'm just, are. I'm just, hey, 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 I'm just going to move on down there. That's all there. <laughs> I'm just going to move on down there. That's all there is to it. You know? Hey, uh, one, well. of the things, you know, one of the things that I like about uh, B-Tech, besides it being up the road from me, is that, you know, the last couple of years has been either closing on or pretty close to my birthday. I kind of missed it this year. But uh, oh. I treated it like a long birthday week. But a long birthday week, but it's an amazing, you know, ever since I first won in 2013, when I was honored to be the uh, keynote speaker, I have fell in love with that concept, you know, because mm-hmm. it's one of the few that we have in which you, it is you know, for us, by us, it's unapologetically black. It's, you know, grounded in, you know, our heritage. And in addition to that, you know, we combine, you know, learning from each other, you know, you know, say, and, you know, a little bit of fun with it. And the other cool thing that I'm loving about B-Tech is it is now starting to get international attention. Right. And, yeah. you know, we had attendees. That we had an attendee from Jamaica this year. We also uh-huh. had, you know, and, and our keynote was from Brazil. Uh-huh. You know, our our key, you know, our feminine keynote was from Brazil, and mm-hmm. so we, you know, we, so BTEC has grown up very fast in just that five years. Yeah, and you know, and and it's like you know, it's like I, it's like when I left. I, and I was upset because, um, you know, I said I was upset because I had to leave early and miss and miss the brunch. So I was pissed <laughs> off. I had to miss the brunch. Okay, so you got to sit back this year. You said you were going to try to sit back and just enjoy. Okay, right. And these guys, this is this is your family reunion. You were the grand. The grandpapa. <laughs> how, did, how, how, how did it feel? It felt really amazing. I did have some time to really be present in the moment with 
um, the people and with the family. And, and it was, you know, I, I don't have words just like, you know, you mentioned seeing other people's posts about the conference and the, just the impact that it had on them. And I, I have to say, I had the same impact and then multiplied this with so much pride and looking out at the, at the love being shared and the happiness and the, the richness of our culture and our people. I mean, I don't know if you saw some of the videos, but I mean, it's those unscripted Mm -hmm. moments that just make it so rich and it felt really, really great. And I felt so much pride to know that the work that myself and, you know, the, the rest of the staff of BTMI and BTWI have put forth in this five years and to see it all come to fruition in the, in the heart. Mm -hmm. Nice. So take us through a little bit of your highlights. Oh, wow. I would definitely say my highlights, <laughs> would, again, would have to be those unscripted moments. I mean, we had a really great itinerary plan. Um, it started out with a, with a powerful welcoming ceremony um, that a couple of the brothers did. And then um, uh, Jade, who's here in Dallas with us, she's working with BTWI. She started um, the workshops with the spiritual workshops. So that really just kind of set the tone for everybody to sort of release the baggage that they came with and recenter themselves and focus on being present in the moment and being open to the gifts that, that were there for them at the conference. Um, so, you know, I would say that the, the very first day was definitely a highlight. Um, and then, of course, all of the workshops, I think, were amazing. This is the first year that we've had um, primarily staff members um, doing all the workshops and a lot of people that did them, it was their very first time. So to see the growth and people stepping into leadership roles um, and sharing information and resources and having those open discussions that we all want to talk about. Um, so all of the workshops were a highlight for me. Um, Trans Manifest, hands down, had to be one of the best events this year. Trans Manifest, if you're not familiar with that, is uh, like an open mic show, and it's an opportunity for people in the community to just showcase their talents, whatever that may be. And, oh, man, we have so much talent and and richness in culture in our community and to see those people shine, you know, and just get the love back and appreciation for what, for the gifts that they have to offer us um, was an amazing thing. Um, And then as well as the pageant, it gets better every year. I mean, they're talking about putting wheels on the pageant and, you know, going to Atlanta and some other places because it's just getting so big. And, um, you know, I was really proud to see that the newly crowned king and queen, uh, for this year, Miss Talia is our new B Tips pageant queen, and I mean that girl, she she came through like a a, a wrecking ball. <laughs> she came in yes, she, like I'm I'm hosting. here to win the crown, and that's exactly yeah. what she did. And yeah, I mean, and then she also taught a seminar uh-huh, in uh-huh. which she talked about the dangers of silicone about a, the day after she was crowned. Right, right. You know, and the so, day before you know, she was crowned, she also hosted Trans Manifest. So, I mean, she was all over the place, just, you know, mm-hmm. becoming a staple and making sure everybody was having a good time, you know, um, as as well as, you know, getting the recognition that she deserved. And so I was very happy to see her crowned queen. Um, and then also Brother Dane out of D.C., uh, was crowned king, and this was his very first time even attending the conference. So, for great things to come out of it for him was very exciting as well. Um, yeah. And of course, the that's gala. The other cool, 
Yeah, that was the other cool thing. Car, yeah, sorry, Carter. I said that was also the coolest thing that we had a whole lot of first timers this year. Yeah, yeah, I noticed mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, we we had a lot of first timers from mm-hmm. around the country. You know, mm-hmm. and we also had some increased uh, uh, participation from the folks from the DFW area, which was also pretty cool to see. Right. You know, in right. addition to our international, you know, to in addition to our mm-hmm. international representation. Mm-hmm. And and I and uh, and then of course our, always our you know our BTAC summit you know uh, where we were discussing yes, a lot of issues and then I got a chance for the first time to actually do a Black Trans History One Hundred and One. Yeah. Uh, uh, which we're going to do again next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we should do that every year. We have to do that every year. Yeah, because like we you really said, do. we get first timers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the generations get younger and younger, and it's it's so important that we know our history, and we're so privileged to have someone who has actually walked in that history and to be able to share that with us in you, Monica. So mm-hmm. I really believe that. I mean, that that definitely was one of the highlights for me and, and many other people, and that's something that um, we want to look at implementing going forward. Like that just has to be. Mm-hmm. And know. then let's not, yeah, and then let's, yeah, and then the award, you know, and then the award gala mm-hmm. that was yeah, on Friday yeah. Yeah. Could night. You tell, could you tell us about some of the people who won the awards and, and right. you know, because, I mean, some of these names, you know, we know some of them people might not know. So mm-hmm. can, you, can you tell us about some of the award winners and and what was it that, that you know, stood out about them? Well, I can tell you that uh, one of our Community Allies Award went to Can We Talk for Real Radio. Uh, oh, hey, definitely one of you. my favorites. <laughs> oh, Congratulations hey, hey, to well. you all. <laughs> Thank you. Michelle, you want to do an acceptance speech? <laughs> no, no. Well, well, you know, well, well, thank you, thank you. We are honored. You know, well, we, well, we're just honored to be part, to be part of this. Have you part of our family, and you us be part of your family? You know, the BTAC family. That's our family too. So Absolutely. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so You're much. Um, and some of the, the biggest awards or the biggest awards are our foundation awards, of course, um, which are named after people that have inspired the work of black trans advocacy. Um, of course, one includes Miss Monica Roberts. Um, hey. the, recipient, the recipient of her award was uh, L. Hearn. And uh, we also have the Lewis Mitchell Foundation Award. And the recipient of that was Aiden uh, McCallum Campbell. Uh-huh. And um, and we had uh, the Humanitarian Award after uh, Lawrence Richardson, and the recipient uh-huh. of that was Mr. Chris. And, and if you don't know who Mr. Chris is, oh, man, he's definitely a powerhouse and, and a humanitarian indeed. Um, he has a history of, you know, he's the founder of CK Life, which is a um, an organization in New York that, helps transgender people with a healthy transition, you know, through um, providing resources as well as they offer a um, a gender confirmation surgery scholarship for those that, which is most of us, who can't afford um, surgeries and so forth or, you know, the, the confirmation surgeries for for our bodies and so forth. Um, but overall, I mean, he, he's definitely been a, a – He's an information mogul, you know, when it comes to anything, um, you know, just health-related, not so much transition, but health-related. 
Um, and he's definitely an advocate and, you know, sacrificial in helping others. So he won the humanitarian award. Um, the other yeah. big awards were the man of the year and the woman of the year. Miss Kim Watson was woman of the year. And a uh, local brother here, Gabriel Williamson, won uh, man of the year. And then we also implemented a couple of new awards this year because, uh, you know, it takes a lot of work to plan the conference. And we established a conference committee uh, for the first time last year. And so, you know, it, it, it uh, that was part of the magic of why it all worked so great for our fifth year anniversary. But there were definitely, you know, certain people that took high initiative um, and consistency with um, helping out and making sure that everything was executed as it needed to be. And so we wanted, wanted to recognize and award those people. Um, and the recipients of those awards were uh, Treshawn Pate and Dee Dee Waters there in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was amazing uh, this event because um, this is my fourth consecutive. This was my fourth consecutive one, and we also had you know to get used to a new hotel. You know, we had a new hotel that we were also mm-hmm. getting acclimated to, um, and you know the transition went seamlessly. You know, you know yes, say, the transition went really pretty great. much seamlessly. You know, mm-hmm. the staff was wonderful. You know, the staff was wonderful, and they went out of their way to, you know, show us the hospitality mm-hmm. that we needed. And the other mm-hmm. cool thing is, you know, the, we had other events going on. And some and many of those folks that were staying there for those other events, you know, like when Trans Manifest was going on, they were like, ooh, what's going on in here? And, you know, we had, <laughs> yeah, we had, a chance, you know, we, had a, we had a chance to basically talk about what was going on with other, you know, guests and stuff mm-hmm. and explain what the heck was going on. Um, and now, you know, one of the things that did irritate us was literally within moments of us opening the conference, our lieutenant governor decides he, that Texas should be pushing uh, one of those hate bills. So I mm-hmm. say, uh, so we literally, you know, so we had to, we had to come, we came up with a statement basically denouncing it. So, you know, so, but we, as a, after we did it, we just basically went back to, okay, that business is done. Uh, <laughs> let's get back right. to doing what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. You so, know, so it, Monica, it was kind of like, yeah, go ahead. Okay, Monica, how does it feel? I mean, when you, you've got a Monica Roberts award, okay, that you that you pass on, mm-hmm. did you feel like, did you really see like the torch being passed or like you see like this is going to continue your work as you look at the, the recipients? It's interesting that it's like now, uh, you know, especially it's kind of ironic saying it on my birthday that, yeah, I'm looked at now as an elder in the community. And when I transitioned 22 years ago, you know, we didn't have events like BTAC. You know, we didn't have the, you know, the close cooperation that we have between, you know, that we're building between you know the trans you know the trans masculine and trans feminine community like we have right now, and you know say, uh, and you know I've been blessed you know to to meet Carter and Espy, uh, and some of the other amazing brothers in you know in Black trans you say in the Black BTAC fam, in the BTAC family like you know Javon like Van Millhouse 
Dewa Kane and some of these other amazing brothers doing work around the around the country. Um, but yeah, that that award is just a, you know it's just a piece of the puzzle you know to inspiring our you know recognizing our up and coming act you know our up and coming activists and hopefully we'll inspire them to do continue to do great things on behalf of our community uh, as a whole. Uh, I, you know, and I had more than a few pulled pull me aside and said, because you stood out there, I got the courage to basically live my truth and stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's humbling at times when I hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to tell you too, we have, um, a few people that would like to um, come on and have a conversation with us. So we're going to go to the phones. Um, the first one is, the first number is 347, the last 49002. Welcome to the show. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yep, we yes. can hear you. Welcome to Can We Talk For Real? Yes, so this is Kim Watson from New York City. Hey, Kim. Yeah, I'll be Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Hey, Kim. Hi, guys. Happy birthday, Monica, live and direct. Um, All right, thank Hey, Kim, thanks. Hi, guys. And thanks for the video. Thanks for the video birthday cards you sent, too. Yes, I was up like, I was looking like after 12, and I said, you know what? Let me sing her song. <laughs> that's, that's cute. Um, I hear I hear a lot of things and stuff like that, and I've already started projects in New York City. So, um, I just got hold of a testing site. There's some stuff that I started doing via fundraising and stuff like that because I'm intended um, to make sure that I bring at least ten to fifteen people next year. And I see All that right. the date is already the date is already up. So. I've already set up um, this whole fundraising thing so that everybody can put their money aside, and I'm going to handle that. And then um, they just have many projects and a lot of stuff that we're doing. But it's social media. I'm always on social media, so you can see me all on social media. Yeah. But I really enjoy myself. I came back home really rejuvenated, and it's really awesome to be part of BTAC, BTWI, and BTMI. Kim, what was one of the highlights for you? If you had to really select one, what would you say it would be? <laughs> Not only was um, the keynote speakers, I love both keynote speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Get it. But one of the highlights for me that I can, the hugs and the love and the conversation, not only with the workshop, but the people of themselves, the breaking bread with individuals, with the old individuals and the new individuals, the new people that I met, and then the young, especially the youth. There were a couple of youth there, and it really, it really was so awesome. So that was really the, my highlight, getting to know people and really just chit-chatting with them, getting to know them as people instead of just knowing them as comfort participants, but really digging in and hanging out with them. Nice. 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 We definitely want to thank you for calling in. Keep listening. We've got quite a few callers, so um, listen in on. Listen in. Keep listening, okay? Thank you. Oh, 
is that that that's the kind of story that that you dream of, right? When you when you each year as you pull that together, you, you that's the kind of experience you want people to yes. have. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, I mean because as you stated, you know, there was things things are always going on in the world. There's something always going wrong, you know, and and we as a community are the target of a lot of various things, negative things. And so for us to be able to retreat within ourselves for that week and just, you know, really um, replenish our spirit and, and, and let our lights shine and, and come together in love, I mean, that's so necessary and, and, it's, and it's so rejuvenating for everybody. Um, so that is absolutely what I envision, you know, Chris and Kim and, uh, Monica and Lewis and you know everybody that comes, whether they're the first time or they're coming back for a second or third time or they haven't been in a while, um, it's always a welcoming environment. You know, this is home for us, and that's what we try to create um, with BTAC, and that's why it's you know the family reunion to end it all. <laughs> you know, that absolutely throws everything all together. And he and and Car and he is not kidding about the and uh, he and Kim aren't kidding about the reju- uh, rejuvenating powers of that conference mm-hmm. uh, during that hero during that hero fight last uh, back in uh, 2014. I missed the first couple of days of it because I had to testify at a hear you know at a uh, quality of life committee hearing for the hero, and I had to sit in that. That that uh, hearing for ten and a half hours, hearing a lot of anti-trans hate. So I was really kind of bummed out when I got to Dallas. But within probably about you know maybe within about the first two hours after I got got on the you know got at the hotel and stuff and got around my fam. I was ready to go back and fight when you know when it was over. I was ready to go back and fight. Uh-huh. And and needed it and really needed it because that was an ugly you know it was an ugly uh ugly process to get it passed. Mm-hmm. But that but but being but having you know having that couple of days to kind of just not even think about it you know rewind you know say be around my fam <laughs> enveloped in all that love you know enveloped in all that love and focusing on why I was doing all of that you know allowed me to kind of like you know be focused and honestly be focused when when it was time for me to head back to my end i forty five you know I think too that as I look at some of the pictures, like especially the one that we used as our banner picture where everybody uh-huh. is saying there it was that picture where it's like you know that family reunion that like oh wow, you know where you you just felt the love. You know, you oh, really could feel the love coming through. Yeah, you should have seen, and then you should have seen us on, you know, at, during family day, you know, because it was like me and Carter were actually playing dominoes, and we're talking trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I said, wait a minute, and we got out talked by the by the folks on the uh, folks playing, uh, you know, playing uh, stage. They were, I mean, they really got into it to the point where we 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 had to kind of look up for a minute, you know, like okay. <laughs> but oh, it was wow. a blast. I say, yeah, it was a blast. You know, I say just this year. I say, and as a, and 
you know, it was, just, you know, about, it would have been fun. It would have been fun. You know, so we actually had a bowling outing uh, that was set up for Tuesday night, but it got rain, you know, but we had a, one of those storms roll through that kind of killed that. <laughs> but, 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 wow. um, but yeah, it was taking the, Mm-hmm. Let's take another caller. Um, caller, number begins six seven eight, last four three six seven two. Welcome to the show. Hey guys. Hi. Hey. 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 I'm Miss Black Trans International. Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. I'm I'm actually so happy just to hear Monica and Carter's voice right now. They know how emotional I get, so I'm kind of glad that we had Thank a call to go yeah. first because I was still crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, but it was – congratulations, my queen. But it was uh, – yeah, that pageant was amazing. Um, that So you won. Were you surprised? Were you overwhelmed? Did you think it would really happen? Dream come true. Were you in it to win it? (laughs) Yes. I was in it to win it. Um, I I was a little shocked because, you know, getting to Dallas was extremely hard. Um, Different. I had to go through uh, multiple rental cars to get there, and then I had more issues when I got there with lodging. So uh, it, it was very hard, but it was so worth it. And if I could do it again, I really would. You know, it was one of those positions where win or lose, regardless, I was supposed to be at BTAC. Mm-hmm. What made you want to be a part of that? Well, I uh, I started a campaign called um, Say No to Silicon Injections. And I was thrown into being an advocate. And, you know, I realized that this is something I'm very passionate about, so I need to continue. But I knew that there was things about being an advocate that I needed to learn. And I knew that the way that I could learn this was to go to BTAC and hear from people who have been doing this for years. And through their encouragement, now I've just been thinking of all these different things and and ways of taking my campaign, how to help others, how – I'm planning on getting a big old 15-passenger van. We're just riding from Atlanta all the way to Dallas. I've done it before. I can do it again. So that's what really made me go to D-Tech is because I was really so eager to learn. And, you know, while she was there, she also got a chance to network. You know, so. Y'all still there? Yeah. So, you know. You know, you, you're picking, you know, you're meeting people from around the country, so it's also a wonderful opportunity to uh-huh. network. Right. Monica, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still with y'all. I'm still oh, here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Birthday girl, like, still here. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, Miss International, what was your highlight of the whole weekend besides? What happened with you? Now, is she still there? Oh, I was going to say, Salute. do we still have you? Maybe not. Okay. Whoops. Oh, okay. Right, she'll call back. 
she'll come. But actually, she's still she's still open, so maybe um, yeah. okay. her phone might be on mute. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's grab another caller real quick. Um, the first three, three, four, seven, last four, five, four, nine, one. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, B Tech. It's Javon. <laughs> hey, Javon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have B Tech for you, Monica. Uh, thank you, brother Javon. <laughs> and hey, I tell you, y'all got me over here just wanting to get on the next flight back to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. Hey, Carter, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I miss y'all already. Yeah. Oh, man. That pool is looking better and better every day, man. <laughs> I tell you, we yeah. waited to the last day to get in the pool, and it was well worth it. Mm-hmm. I slept like a baby. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I, I mean, I was, I, say, I was not a happy camper one. I had to get on that bus and it started heading south because it was like... <laughs> Then to add insult to injury, you know, me and Didi are on the shuttle to take us to the transit center, and it swings by the, you know, by the Blue Mesa, and so half of them all got off. So we like, oh, it's a bitch. <laughs> 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 like, well, that ain't wrong. Let's and we like, that ain't wrong for that one. <laughs> Down to BTEC all the way from New York? Yes. Uh, every year since the first one, I have all attended right. BTEC. Uh-huh. All right. It, it's necessary. It It is so necessary to attend BTEC for me because I, I tell this story all the time how Esperanza and Carter saw the work that I was doing here in New York from Dallas. And to have someone hit you up on social media and say, hey, Javon, we see you and we see what you're doing and we appreciate you. I was like, wait a minute. I I ain't do nothing. What you talking about? You know, so I just do what is in me to do every day for my community. And it meant so much to me that these two beautiful people Mm-hmm. acknowledged what I was doing from a distance. I was like, wait a minute. And here it is, my own people in this community right here in New York City that I'm running around like a chicken with no head on don't even <laughs> say thank you to me. You know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go down here to Dallas and see what's going on. And not only did I see what was going on in Dallas, but I met so many people from social media from our black trans men group from from the first the first conference it was predominantly black trans men and then we incorporated black trans women afterwards and to meet so many people I was like wow I could finally meet you you know and we took so many pictures and then we we formed a new family mm-hmm. and from this family it just grew bigger and bigger and I started traveling, and I started doing things. And 
doing more things, but in other states. So I kind of wanted to bring everyone together. So the more I traveled, the more people I bought the BTAC, the more people I was bringing to the to our online group. And this year, the fifth anniversary, oh, man. When I tell you we are international, we have people from Jamaica. Oh, man. I, I, oh, I never yeah. saw this coming. I never saw yeah. this coming. Exactly, because um, uh, it was it, yeah, it was so cool meeting Niche, uh, you know, our Jamaican brother, this year, and you know, hearing his perspective on what's going on, you know, in Jamaica right now. How did he right find now. out about about the conference? Well, like like I said, we we have we have groups, we have uh, trans men groups and trans women groups, and I'm constantly posting, I'm constantly informing people of the advocacy work that we do. And plus, people see that I was um, BTMI Man of the Year last year, so mm-hmm. there was a collage made of me because I'm I'm sensitive and I'm passionate about what I do, so I cry a lot. So uh, uh, someone made a collage of me with the Man of the Year uh, award, me crying and hugging Van and Jocelyn, and... Jocelyn's story is what people should know about as well. We, as people of color, black people specifically, we go through struggles different than other cultures. But we don't only help our own. We help everyone. We love everyone. So Jocelyn was contemplating suicide. She didn't want to live no more. Her transition was going wrong. I met her in D.C., and she's a Caucasian woman. And I, I looked on her Facebook, and I saw that, she, you know, things weren't going well. So I said, well, come to BTAC. She was like, no, it's not for me. It's for, you know, people of color only. I said, come to BTAC, Jocelyn. She came to BTAC. Everybody loved up on her. And when I tell you now, she she wants to live. She's out there striving in Wisconsin, and she is moving about, getting things done. She also believes in God now. She didn't believe in God before. Um, and when I tell you BTAC changes you as a person, it really changes you. And it's, it rejuvenates you to go back home to continue the work that it is that you need to do for the community. That's exactly what it, it heals you. It's a healing. Mm. Because when we come together, if, if if you go online and you look at the videos and the pictures that are posted, uh-huh. majority of the people that attended took our family picture and made it their their um top picture. Dark. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing of the love that was shared. People came mm-hmm. just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and they were just stuck. You know, because we we try to tell people if you can't come for the workshops during the week, come for the events on the weekend, and, and you still get that same sense of family and that mm-hmm. love. And it's a connection that a lot of people don't have at home. A, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have anyone, okay? And and you wouldn't know from being on social media with them. Right. But when you actually are in front of that person, you're able to reach out to them and say, I love you and I'm here for you, it means more than seeing it on social media. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then there are times where you can kind of get your frustrations out. You know, you've got you know you've got somebody sitting right there, and you get a chance to sit down and talk to them about okay, this is what I'm going through right now. Blah, you know, blah blah. You know, and and say okay, and or breaking bread like you know like Carter mentioned earlier, breaking bread at the different you know different events and stuff, sitting up in somebody's room chilling at two o'clock in the morning just talking. Or outside in the front of the hotel, just kind of chilling and laughing and all that stuff. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did all that. We was, we was outside in the front till about four in the morning, just talking, just shooting the breeze. Because you, a lot of people don't have that connection, and and it all boils back to we interact on social media, and social media is not that social. So we we go to this conference and we actually get to visually see one another and place hands on one another and talk and grow, like, the right. energy. You have, to, you have to come to the conference to experience it. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Don't listen to what nobody tells you about it. Just come and experience it for yourself. That's, that's the only thing that I can tell you because my experience might not be yours and your experience might not be mine because everyone gets something different. Well, you know, I think that that's one that also says something to it, that it comes across like that they not only hear someone who came all the way from Jamaica, here you're talking about a white person who came, but that that sense of love. Yes, it is for the Black Trans Advocacy Conference, but it's about community, and it's like you said, like Monica was talking about, how you can go there and sometimes if you've been beat up, you know, you can feel that mm-hmm. healing. And, you know, right. I think that that is just like, and I know, Carter, that you don't probably, you know, you probably weren't say, didn't say, well, we're going to make this, and you never said, oh, it's exclusionary. It's only for, you know, black people. Never. So have you ever felt any criticism about that? Or, you know, or is it like, yes, it's about us, but it's also about a community and about, Love and healing. Absolutely, we we probably face more criticism in the beginning um, as a new organization. People really not understanding the depth of what we stood for or our underlying message. <clears throat> and I mean, honestly, I would say the most critical people would be black people. Saying, you know, uh, got to be black people on. We need to you know, perform together with the other people of color and that sort of thing. And I felt, and, um, you know, and again, we've never excluded anyone. I mean, that, that's been our, you know, in our uh, policies and procedures and all, all the, um, the technical the technical paperwork that <clears throat> we, we definitely are open to providing resources and information to everyone. However, if, if we definitely cater to the black trans community in having the commonalities of everything, you know, the commonalities of our culture, the commonalities of our struggle, the uh-huh. commonalities of discrimination that we're facing. And these are the things that we need to build up, the things that we need to talk about, the things that we need to explore and initiate action on for ourselves before we can talk about you know, blending with someone else. I mean, we have to strengthen ourselves. We have to learn to love ourselves and respect ourselves before we can 
ask, beg, or request that from anyone else to accept us as quote unquote people of color. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have a, a long history of damaging things, and then when you add in the transgender identity, you know that that's a, another layer of 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 brokenness, of hurt, of of disparity that a lot of us have in common, and and only because only we understand it, only we can heal it for one another, and that's what the the real emphasis is is on healing one another, healing ourselves, you know, and being open to having that love, being open to see the beauty in the next person and receive um, receive the, 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 the blessings that someone else has for you. You know, we, sometimes we don't feel that we deserve those things in all honesty. Uh-huh. You know, and, and that's what we want to show that we do. You know, and, and yes, we are broken. Yes, we are ostracized. But that is not who we are. That's our situation. You know, and so we really just try to dig into um, who we are and the power that's in that. And that's what you see in those photos. You know, that's uh-huh. what you see everybody exhilarating, the love and the power that is, you know, innate with just who they are. You're able to be free at B-Tag, you know, and that, that, that's really what it is. Nice. Yeah. As, uh, you know, as Kwame yeah, Turi would say, you know, in order to join the greater society, you must first close ranks. And uh-huh. that is where we close ranks, to, you know, to basically build ourselves up and mm-hmm. build ourselves into a better, so that we can be better allies, not only, you know, better people, better, I'll say, I'll say allies, not only inside the community, you know, foster those you know those connections between the trans feminine and trans masculine communities, but also mm-hmm. be better allies when we take that outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We do got one more caller. Um, actually, we have two, but we have one caller that's okay. been holding for a while. And I want to thank you for holding. And the first three is seven one six. Last four is five two. Four three. Welcome to the show. Hey, hello. This is TJ. How y'all doing? What's going hey, on? Welcome. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? Uh, Thanks for holding. I'm Monica. No problem. Hey. No problems. What's going on, brother Carter? How you doing? All right, man. Glad you called in. Almost definitely. You know, I'm a, I was a first-timer, so I had to call and let y'all know how much I appreciate, you know, being a part this year. Man, my life has forever changed, and I am so grateful, so grateful. Well, I'm so glad to hear that, man. Y'all know TJ actually Metro So what made you decide, this, you said this was your first time, what made you decide this year, like, this is the year I'm going? Um, honestly, you know, I'm new to Dallas. I'm originally from uh, Brooklyn, New York, but I just made a, a, a decision really to put me first and, and step outside mm. of my comfort zone. And, um, you know, I, I do so much, but I do a lot of things behind the scene, right? And I took this opportunity to really um, just connect with like-minded individuals um, to learn some more things and to share some things. You know, we learn from each other on a daily basis, so I wanted to, to – give myself permission to step outside of my comfort zone. And um, 
and that's what I did. What was the highlight point for you, TJ? Um, you know, I would have to agree with, with Carter, man, the spiritual experience um, opening out. You know, I was there for the entire week, um, and and the the opening and just the spiritual the spiritual piece is everything for me. You know, I'm an energy person. I'm a spiritual person. So to connect with people spiritually means everything to me, not to mm-hmm. mention, you know, I met a beautiful woman, and uh, – my life is changed because of that as well, you know. So it's just that that piece in itself, just being around people and knowing that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not alone. I'm one of those individuals that does not have family support, you know. So to come to BTAC and gain, you know, uncles and brothers and sisters, and you know, that that means everything to me because now I know, you know I'm not a man in a box alone. I'm a man outside of a box with a family now. So yeah. it really is. It's just. It's, I, I mean, it brings tears to my eyes, you know what I mean, because so many people don't get this opportunity, and that's another reason why I had to make the choice to, to do something different so I can mm-hmm. share it with somebody else because I know there's somebody else that does not have that, and I want to be able to show them that, you know, it's possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Cody, you said that this year you, you was, was different starting it with the spiritual aspect of it, right? Um, no, we generally do have a uh, welcoming ceremony with the with the spiritual aspect. Well, did you feel like this this year was it different or was it as impactful or, you know, what was different about this year's opening? Um, it's definitely always different. It's a different delivery, uh, different ritual, and I use that word loosely, um, uh-huh. you know, brothers pretty much just try to <clears throat> go where spirit leads them. In all honesty, uh-huh. um, you know, before they they prepare the room, before everyone comes in, um, and they they come together and say a prayer, um, and just let the spirit guide them. And the overall prayer is that the the our meeting will bring gifts, and so whatever is there for everyone that's present, we definitely try uh-huh. to. Air, you know, open the air so that they can receive that, you know, and and um, it's so important and it's so necessary again that we start the week like that because I mean, just the people that you've talked to, the callers that have called in, you know, you heard Talia say what what a time she had getting to the conference, Javon and and um, his fiance and the group that he came with, they had a really rough time getting to the conference in between, you know, hangups with flights and so forth. Um, so, you know, we leave, we come with a lot of baggage. You know, we, we know uh-huh. that we want to get there, you know what I'm saying, but it, it's so tough and so challenging sometimes. And even for myself, I said this is the first year that me and my wife didn't have a car accident either the day uh-huh. before or during the conference, and that's a true story. Like, it's always something. But to uh-huh. start the week with that welcoming ceremony, you know, with, with, the, with the spiritual um, opening, definitely – helps everyone to recenter their focus um, from the distractions that we came with and from the baggage and the worries and the stress that we came with and just really open ourselves to being present in the moment and present for one another and present to receive one another. Um, you know, and, and it, it's so effective. I mean, even the young, one of the young guys came to me afterwards and he was just saying how, 
how overwhelmed he was from the welcoming ceremony because it just did so much for him, and he felt like a weight was lifted off of him. Uh-huh. You know, now was, was there any magical words said, or you know, any any special uh, uh, process that we do? I can't say that there is. Um, it's different every time, and again, you know, we just try to work with what the spirit moves us to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think I heard that coming from from you too, Monica. How you were saying, like especially like last year when you were going through Hero, and to be able to have that place and to get like centered, mm-hmm. you know, and have a moment of getting centered, and then really getting armored up to go back into it. Yeah, it was basically, you know, like stepping off the battlefield for a minute for R and R, and it was pretty much like that. Mm-hmm. I've just gone through a nasty, you know, nasty ten and a half hour battle, then literally flipped from that, hopped the dog on bus up there, you know, and then I had some drama on the bus. So that where we where we ended up having to stop to short of Fairfield because some guy decides he wants to undress on that <laughs> on that trip. So I had drama coming to the conference that that year. And but, you know, once I stepped on once I stepped in that hotel, you know, I just totally forgot about that. You know, totally forgot about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was ready and I was ready for battle. And yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. right yeah, our right wingers found out too just how how ready I was for battle <laughs> when I did <laughs> So I'm going to tell you this. Obviously, this number five w- was the magical one because you have callers. I think they want to just share their thank yous and you know tell tell the audience about a little bit of their experience. So in between us talking, I'm going to kind of bring in a call each time, and then we'll go back to, you know, the conference, okay? Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. 803-9929. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Hello there. Hello. Um, my name's Tamara. I'm Greg's uh, fiance. I just wanted to... Say thank you. I want to take the opportunity as an ally to make sure that one of us came on and said thank you for the experience because even though I am not a trans individual, I really had a blast and felt like I opened up my life to a new family. And I'm so grateful for the experience. I'm so grateful for the people that I now have the opportunity to live with, work with, meet with, talk with um, as a result of this conference. So thank you. Oh, wow. You're so awesome, Tamara. Thank you for calling in, and thank you so much for coming and being a part of the family. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I, I said thank you. No, no, no. My pleasure. And we love our allies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you are definitely because, a part uh, of the Can We Talk Real family. Yeah, because one, as I because one, um, I as a one of the people that I met at one of the conferences, uh, Ariel Cooksey, uh, we became, you know, we have become really tight since then. And yeah. she was going, yeah, and she was planning on coming to the gala, 
Mm-hmm. But she, you know, but we had some rough weather in the Dallas area that kept her from coming. And and then I I tweeted her during, and I had basically texted her during say hey, you're coming, and she said I'm stuck <laughs> and I'm bummed. <laughs> she said I'm stuck at the house and I'm bummed. <laughs> and I was like, I said yeah, we miss you. And and one of the attendees who came last year. Uh, uh, Karen, I say, uh, Karen Holmes uh, was uh, was in the hospital, and she was, you know, say, um, say she was in the hospital this year, uh, and she was bummed because it happened during BTAC, and she couldn't make it. <laughs> so, you know, so you know, we have that common thread of you know, once people come, and. And they experience what it's like to be around BTEC. They they can't wait that 365 days to come back. <laughs> <laughs> he says, no waiting. It's like, uh, when are we going to have it next week? Okay, we there. Okay. Perfect. So, tell you what, let's um come in with our next caller. He is first okay. three, two, six, seven, last four, eight, six, six, eight. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? This is Christina. Hi, Carter. Happy birthday, Monica. Hey, Christina. How are you guys doing? All right. I'm talking about all the B-Tech fam on tonight. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) B-Tech, you I. I want to say thank you to for coming up with such a, a safe space. You know, I'm an ally. I, I, I consider myself the number one ally. And, um, you know, we need safe spaces because, you know, everybody goes through a lot of things. Even though I, I'm not friends, but you don't realize, like, the things that I go through, Heal when I'm in detail because it's, it's such a you know a I have issues because I don't have again I don't have my parents and I always say you know I don't have family but when I come to detail I have family. Wow. You, 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 you y'all embrace the allies and that means a lot. And as long as you know I I, I have breath in me I will stand. And I will speak for my brothers and sisters, you know, whenever, you know, anybody needs anything or anything, you know, I'm here. And I just want yeah. to say thank you. I love you guys. And I can't wait for 2017. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, because I have to make y'all laugh. There was one moment where me and Christina had to both go to the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> and... And we bust, we were ready to, yeah, we were ready, like, walking back, like, we, you know, steady badasses ready to go to war if anybody started something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then we cracked the joke that we, uh, that had, had me rolling when she said, yeah, the one thing I hate about people in the bathroom is the ones that don't wash their hands when they handle their business, but I just fell over. <laughs> you need to be worried about it. You gonna wash your hands when you come out that store. It don't matter who mm-hmm. you need to wash your hands. How about that? That's what you need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between somebody's <laughs> and all the other stuff, wash your hands. 
<laughs> and that's across the board. <laughs> <laughs> that don't discriminate. That's across the board. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody. But, but I also Christina taught her first seminar this year. This year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so props to you, Christina, on that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what seminar was it, Christina? Um. It was um it was called um allies knowing our place in the trans community, and it was just basically saying that you know you know a lot of um these community based organizations who that you know offer space and they seem to want to run a space and dictate how the space is going to be instead of just saying you know I'm going to offer this to you and I'm going to get you know um a person of trans experience to facilitate or to do this. You just Instead of them just saying, let me know what you need and I'll get it for you, they feel as though they have to step up and do it for them or speak for them. Uh-huh. It's like, why? Uh-huh. And, it's, and it's always, you know, um, you, know you, you have money for everything else but gender nonconforming and people of trans experience. And it's like, why? You know, what, mm-hmm. what, what is going on? So we as allies need to know, like, we can be there, we can help, and but we don't have to speak on your behalf because, first of all, we're, we, we, don't, we don't know the journey. We haven't been through it. So how am I going to say, you know, I'm going to send, I'm going to have a, 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 a lesbian facilitate uh, issues of trans women. How, how, how is that possible? When this person don't is not even trans, it's not even trans. It just makes a little sense to me, and it's just you know I find it very. I just find it being a problem because, again, like I said, I don't have to speak for you. I can speak with you. I can stay on the side. I don't even have to say anything. But support comes in all different, all different ways, right. all different forms. But I, you know, why is it that allies seem to think that you know they can? Always, you know, got to be on the forefront and say, I know what you need. You know, you don't. We don't know. But if you tell me what you need, I'm going to do what I can in the right way to help you and give you what you need, the spaces that you need, instead of me trying to run the world. You you, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? So that's basically mm-hmm. what it was about. And also mm-hmm. knowing, also I, I keep telling people, educate yourself because a lot of, a, a lot of things that's going on is people – that don't know, they fear. So instead of automatically saying, oh, a transgender person is blah, blah, why don't you talk to someone a trans experience or gender not conform and get to know them? And it will change your whole everything. Because what we don't know, we fear. So it, uh-huh. it, we need to sit down, be quiet, and Get to learn. Let us get educated so we know, so we know our place. Because again, we I can't speak for a trans man or a trans man because I'm I'm not trans, but I can assist, I can help in get, getting you what it is that you need. That's going to help you in these spaces and stop having to uh, get all this grant money and y'all stealing it and not giving to you know the things to help trans people or and I just have a problem with it. So that's basically. Yeah, that reminds me, um, one of the things that we also did during the conference is we had what's called, you know, the guys had what they call a grand economy. 
you know, which mm-hmm. was facilitated by Carter. And this year we had a Grand Ayambi, which uh, the trans feminine and uh, feminine identified folks uh, went to where we were in a separate room, you know, D.D. Waters facilitated. And mm-hmm. we simply started talking about some of the issues that, you know, that impact us as black women that can trans. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it was, you know, it was one of those situations where we wish we could have had more time for it. And probably the guys feel the same way about their economy. <laughs> so, you know, one of the good things about BTAC and two, I mean, it is, and it's good about celebrating and, you know, and, and a family reunion because people come from all over. It empowers them to go back into their community and be out and, and feel good about themselves. But like you said, you had a lot of allies who came. And like you said, there's a lot of fear. But even if you just look at the pictures, if you see it and someone says, well, why did you go? And, you know, and and we hear it all the time, well, why do you go? Why do you go? It's like because this is a space where you feel safe, you feel welcome, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. issues of safety and feeling welcome. You know, right. that transcends all of it. So going there, then you can go out and not only understand it, but, like, you can open the door, you know. So when someone says, well, tell me about, I don't know why I should take care about trans people, you can say, like, you know what, here is something, here's a host of people who are doing it and the different ways that they are doing it. You know, so it isn't just, you know, because too many people still have, such stereotypical ideals about what the trans community is about, and and also that the trans community is about more than bathroom, you know. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. You know, trans people yeah. trying to sneak in the bathroom. Trans people doing a whole lot more about than worrying about going to the, you know, going to the bathroom. Other than the way that anybody worries about going to the bathroom. When you got to go, you got to go. When you want to clean, you know, not only washing the hands. I want it to be clean when I go in the chair, <laughs> you know. I mean, and then yeah, because uh, so, you know, so there's, there's bigger issues, yeah, and that's and why, then, like, by coming together, you talk about the whole person, the right, whole right, community. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There were people in there that were professional. We had professional uh, trained folks that were working that were in in that stuff. We had a lot of folks that, you know, basically, you know, especially the local Dallas folks. That, that popped up there after they went to work. <laughs> you know, some of them, you know, some of them were after, you know, after they were working in 95, they were rolling up over to the hotel. Um, you know, one one of our first-time attendees uh, worked in San Francisco for, you know, organization, for another organization. And, you know, we, you know, we have a lot of professional, you know, we have a lot of folks that were there you know, that were there that have, you know, I'll say postgraduate education in -hmm. some cases, Mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, there's not only a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of talent on a lot of levels there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm You know, walking those halls during that week. And, you know, I mean, the fact that we get, you know, and then, you know, know, the trans feminine side, I say, the brothers don't let us touch no door, no door <laughs> 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 so They spoil us rocking doing 
and the Steelers Mutual. We spoiled them rotten. We had one couple that came back to BTAC uh, because that's where they met. Mm-hmm. Ah. They were celebrating their first anniversary. You know, uh, Yusuf and uh, Dora, as they met during that, during last year's BTAC, mm-hmm. they were celebrating their first anniversary. Wow. So do you, so do you have many, has facilitated- many love stories come out, come out of BTAC? Yeah, we actually do. We actually do. We were talking about actually trying to um, document, you know, just the archive of couples that have met at BTEC. Uh, but yeah, it definitely, you know, it's love in the air. So yeah, it definitely. <laughs> people look up but TJ like, said he met a young. Yeah, I said yeah, TJ like, said he met a young lady. Uh huh. Yeah, and people uh, like Yusuf and uh, Dora, who's our keynote, you know, the, the, the trans feminine keynote, she met her current uh, beau uh, at last year's mm-hmm. BTAC, and they were celebrating their first anniversary during the event. And, you know, we have a couple, you know, we have a couple of couples there who, you know, who were, you say, who are, you know, who are about to get married. Right. So, I mean, and then you and then you got Carter and Etsy. Come on now, yeah, you two yeah, come on, yeah. Too much in love now, you know. Mm. It's like everybody, even I go like, ooh, I want that. Look at that. <laughs> and and then and and, I and, think, and then isn't I, that nice though? Yeah, and then I have Princess Jayla, who we all spoil, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and. And I say when I first saw her, when we finally saw her, you know, she's getting hugged by all her uncles and aunts and stuff. And then she broke down. She said, you know, I was listening about the Supreme Court today. I said, okay, so break it down to me. What's the Supreme Court? Well, it's the highest court in the land. It has nine members, but unfortunately it only has eight right now. And I'm like, my girl. I gave her a high My girl. Keep it going. Come <laughs> on. But yeah, I think that picture, like that. Michelle said, the picture just encompassed, I think, the whole meaning of, of, of the conference, family. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't, you don't, and, and it's funny because I bet probably somewhere in that picture is an ally. It's not all trans, but people probably look at that picture and say, that's all the trans people in their family. No, it's everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. We had allies in those photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's bonding. Jump up in my hey sis, you know, hugging each other, hey bro, blah 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 blah, or, or you know, you're talking to one person one minute, the, hey, and the next thing you know, you see somebody walking into the conference hotel with their bag, you know, for <laughs> <laughs> those four a.m. conversations and stuff, uh, the conversations, you know, we had we had a hospitality suite this year for the first time. And, you know, there are many times when we were sitting in that hospitality suite till 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, yeah, my butt was in there 4 o'clock in the morning and I had to get up to, and I had to get up to, I had a shift that I was, that I was working at the uh, registration And I was like, kids there and everything. Mm-hmm. How can you tell us about the family events and 
And how important is that? I mean, you know, I know, but in, in your words, Carter, how important it is to have the family events for and have the children talk about that? Well, the entire conference is family-friendly. I'm sorry, family-friendly. But I'll definitely say that family day um, is a day that all the kids absolutely love. Um, like this past family day, <clears throat> Um, they they were sure to include the kids in all the games. You know, they had stuff for the kids. I mean, we were all big kids, but they had smaller things for the kids to do, and they had the arts and crafts set up. Family is absolutely a, a, a really big thing or a really big component of the overall conference and, and having children around because it, it adds to the family element. And then I think that it also um, inspires those of us who feel that we will never have family to see that, yeah. you know, this is my brother or sister and they have family. They have, you know, whether it be a chosen family or a family that you birthed, whatever the case may be, the love is there and it's a possibility to have family. And even if they, you know, do so choose not to have a family of their own, they have it, have that, that extension of a family um, within all of us. I mean, you'll see, you know, one of the brothers who, he and his wife came to the conference last year, and she was pregnant. And so it was really awesome to this year, actually, this the baby. And you'll see, you know, everybody has, just about everybody has a picture of holding them with the baby, kissing it, you know, because it, it's just, uh, uh, it adds to the whole family component, having the children around. And then I think it's also important that we maintain a family-friendly environment, again, because we do want to invite our allies in and our children in. Um, and the parents uh, um, talk about, you know, our transition as it relates to them and what that means to the entire family, and also to add that normalcy to the family element. That it's not not always about you know the transition and that being the center of family issues, you know, but it just adds the whole normalcy that you know, hey, we're just a family, we're having fun with other families, or we're getting information. Uh-huh. Into the same question. Yeah, because yeah, I remember Van. Yeah, Van brought his whole family to the event last. And how important is it for the kids to see other trans families that they're it's part very, of a community themselves? Mhm, mhm. Yeah, and it's very important for children to see children of, of trans parents um, to see. That again, just to having that normalcy, they can play with other kids, and they see their parents doing the same thing that they see, you know, their, their fellow students' parents doing when they gather at a park or a barbecue, or if they hang out for dinner, you know, and it, and it just kind of re- reiterates for them that you're not someone strange, or your parent isn't someone strange, you know. It, it gives them that normalcy, um, living, you know, in the transition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there com- so, are there conversations there? You know, like say if you have um some a family who's brought their kids, like say like four or five families who brought their kids and they're like nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old. Um, are there conversations to to help the kids feel more comfortable, maybe around not knowing, you know, what the conference is totally about, maybe? Um, there aren't. 
we don't currently have uh, workshops lined up uh, targeted to children per se. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are conversations, there are many conversations among parents um, in, in regard to as it relates to the transition, you know, how how do you tell them, should you tell them, at what age, you know, if, 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 if they're teased at school, you know, and these are real conversations that we have to have, you know, and, and, it, and it, it, uh-huh. it's pivotal to have that sort of support, you know, even for our allies and the spouses of trans people um, to be able to relate to someone else in their shoes, um, uh-huh. whether they be trans or the ally or the or the uh, spouse, to to be able to have someone else to relate to and talk about those issues because there is no right or wrong way and there is no rule book ever printed on how to be how to be a transparent. You know, we're all just kind of winging our way through it, trying to do the best um, in the interest of our child. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely don't want to fall short, and at the same time we want to protect ourselves, and that can be a complicated place. You know, and so by being able to have the space and have those discussions um, in the raw, um, it, it, it definitely helps um, those of us who are parents. Right. And, you know, and it seems like to me because I have- I was um, I was talking to Willie Wilkinson, and one of the things that he talks about was by having those conversations, then the, that the parent then can go back to the school and talk to them. Like this is something mm-hmm. that my kid, my child might be going through, or right. questions that other children might have. So I think that it, that that support group of just of parents talking right. is just really important. Mhm. Mhm. Uh-huh. Right, I mean, because parents need support overall, you know, I mean, you never know what the kid's going to grow up to be, you know, and you definitely don't want your, um, anything that may be, may be seen as negative in your life to cross paths with your child's social life, you know, and and because, you know, trans is, does often receive a negative connotation, um, you know, it, it's hard for us, and many of us, as parents do choose to not uh, disclose that information to the school. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, we do want the, the school to be aware, you know, if it's relevant in any future situation. So, mm-hmm. you know, that can be sort of a smoky place of trying to figure out, you know, when and, and what time and what to say and those sort of things, and if it's even necessary. And so just by talking about it and maybe talking to someone who has had that experience already, maybe their kid is 12, mine is 7, you know, and they have that experience, they can share with me. I mean, I'm a new parent. You know, Jayla's my only child, and so we're still learning. And, you know, my transition is ongoing, and especially with me being, you know, so visible as a trans man. Um, that is something that even I often seek support on or advice from my other brothers and sisters who have been raising a child for some time. Uh-huh. Well, and then also having the family there is also kind of, and, and you know, it, it also kind of helps for those, because a lot of times when you transition, you know, you kind of have the attitude, well, you know, I'm never going to be able to have a family. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to find someone who loves me for me. Blah, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when you walk into, you know, when you walk into BTAC and you, you 
happy, loving couple. And then you see, you know, the, you see some of your fellow trans folks who have, you know, healthy family, you know, mm-hmm. with well-adjusted kids, and stuff, you know, well-adjusted, precocious kids. Mm-hmm. If you hope that one day you'll have that same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So real quick, folks, we got a few callers. We want to get them in before the show is over. So mm-hmm. our first, okay, hold on one second because I think they hung <laughs> up. Uh, they had called back before, but I guess they hung up again. So let's move on to our next caller, which is going to be first three is 817, last four, 6128. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, everybody. Happy birthday, Monica. Um, this is Jay hey. Burrell. Hey, oh, hey, Jay. Man of the year, y'all. <laughs> yeah, the man of the year. Man of the year. You know, we planned the show for today just for you, Monica. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it hit me. Yeah. And real quick, Michelle, JB is also one of the guys that uh, helped that co-hosted the welcoming ceremony that everybody's been waiting to talk. Oh, hey. great. Okay, so now yeah. set the bar for you, JB. Give us something good. I was just calling in pretty much uh, listening and supporting, and um, I just wanted to kind of maybe go a little bit more into detail. Um, when uh, Tanique and I, when we were conversing on the spirituality piece for this upcoming year, um, it kind of ties into kind of what Carter was saying and what Javon was saying and that often, you know, we go through so much. And I'm local, but, you know, you still you go through so much prior to, the you know, the BTAC conference. And so for this year, I was just reflecting and thinking on the things that have already been taking place, the lives we've lost, and even the hard times that I've had, one of our other members, Van, and his family. And so we, I came up with a sage cleansing, and we wanted to tie in all the elements of the earth, um, not just sage, you know, which represents the earth, but we had a shell that represented water, and we tied in water, and then we burned the sage with fire. And it was just to show that no matter where we are, we're all still connected. And at the same time in that ceremony, it was a time for us to kind of cleanse ourselves and to refocus and to open up our minds and our hearts, you know, to receive everything that was going to be, you know, given to us during that week. And so um, I myself, I know that around the, the BTEC uh, conference every year, it's just a time for me to kind of regroup. And I get the strength that I need to keep going through the rest of the year to make it to the next year. And that's a time where you can be vulnerable and it's a time where you can feel love because there are some brothers and sisters where that's the only time that they receive love, mm-hmm. the only time that they receive support. And so it's just, mm-hmm. if, if you're listening, if, you, if you've never attended, it's, it's a great conference and definitely next year you do not want to miss. We got some good things that are we've already mm-hmm. been discussing and uh, it's going to be awesome. Okay. Okay. Well, we thank you definitely, definitely thank you um, for joining the show. Listen, keep listening. Next caller, um, first three is nine seven two, last four five eight six seven. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, how's it going? My name's Trey. <clears throat> hey, Trey. Hey, Trey. Hey, Trey. Hey, Trey. <laughs> What's up? 
Um, I was just calling in real quick. Uh, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on what uh, you guys were saying as far as the whole family environment. Um, that's definitely uh, my favorite part about the conference. Uh, this is like my third year that I uh, – this past year is my third year, and uh, every single year I just feel the love of, like, everybody coming down and just being together and, Overall, it just feels amazing to just know that you have so many people in your corner, and it just—I uh, don't know—it's—it's it's just amazing. Thanks. So you say it's your third year going. Yes. What was your highlight? Oh man, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's hard to just pick one moment because uh, there's like quite a few actually. Can I just? Name a few of them. <laughs> uh, I definitely really liked the uh, the opening ceremony. That that kind of set the tone for a really powerful conference for me uh, spiritually. And then um, I would say Trans Manifest was also another powerful moment. There was um, a couple of people who did some some spoken word pieces that was just mind blowing. Like it took me to a whole other level. Um, and then, of course, uh, family day, you know, just time to be with my brothers and my sisters, it was it was great. I felt like I got to do some things that I never got to do growing up. You know, like, I was really, I felt like I was out there running around with my cousins, you know, and it was, uh, it was just amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Perfect, perfect. Definitely want to thank you for calling into the show. Appreciate you. Next caller who's moving along, folks. We got one oh from the Chicago area. Seven seven three six four four four. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. It's hey, hey. hey. Hey, what's happy going birthday, on? Monica. Hey, I happy, happy birthday. birthday. Well say happy anniversary to you, love bird. So. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate the shout out. We appreciate the shout out. Um, I, hey, proud of big brother on my team. What's on? What's on? I want to just uh, take the time to say if you believe that there's a possibility of a level of happiness, these people truly created an environment of that. From the time I got off the bus, it's on. These people make oh. you feel warm. They make you feel welcomed. And they let you know that whatever else you're dealing with out there in the world, don't even think about it. We got you. I spent this past weekend with them, and um, I swear to God, if I could move in with them, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ramique was saying that she, you know, at the uh, at the at the um, awards banquet, she's like, "This is the prom I never got to go to." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm actually one of the oldest. I'm actually one of the older brothers, and for me to watch the younger cats um, to be in a place of acknowledgement of themselves and at the same time have the wherewithal to want to be in a place like this, to have a desire to connect and to also have an appreciation for it is overwhelming too. So what Carter FC have done and put together is an incredible event in this time and place and day 
in our world. We have a lot of things as trans people we deal with that nobody can always put their finger on. And I don't know how they did it, but they got, got it together to make this a very warm place to be. And if you never had a hug from Etsy, he needs to bottle that stuff up because oh, she hugs people God, yeah. like, <laughs> like she knows you from way back when, and everybody is welcome. And so my, my, my hat goes off to them. They have done a wonderful job in creating this space for people. And I want to just say again, thank you to Carter and Essie and BTAC, and a big happy birthday to Monica. All right. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you so much, big thank brother. Thank you for calling in. So we have another caller, um, and hopefully there is a caller that's listening, still listening. Each time I'm about to bring you in, the next time you hang up. So if you call back before our last caller, because we want to recap a few things beforehand, we'll get you on the air. Okay. So the next caller right now will be our three two five. Last four two three five four. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hey. You're on the show. Hey guys, it's Matt. Hi. Hey. Oh, and Rebecca, how are you guys? Happy birthday, Monica. Oh, Madam. Hey. 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 How's it going? <laughs> I'm I'm doing great. I just wanted to call in and let you guys know that I had the time of my life. Um, everything, you know, I was only there. I think we arrived Saturday for the family day, but I mean, from that moment on, I I feel like during my transition, I hadn't felt that I connected with anybody in Austin because there's not really too many people here. Uh, but going out there, I felt welcomed from the first time we walked up. So I just really wanted to take the time to thank you guys and um, for allowing everyone to have a safe place. So I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, wow. Well, 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 Yes, thank you for having me. I was listening until I had to take a shower when I got home. Um, but yeah, it was it was <laughs> sorry. I was listening. I was like, I really got a shower. Um, it was amazing to be there. I we talked about going for the last year, and then uh, so much has happened with this transition and with our relationship. So I'm so glad that I continued to call and pester the Browns. <laughs> and I said, should we still come, even though it's just a weekend? And then they said, absolutely. And there was never a time that I felt like I wasn't also invited, not only welcomed. I was—I didn't feel tolerated. I felt celebrated just like all the men and women were that were actually there who are trans. But we were also celebrated as spouses, which blew me away. I came home with more spousal friend support of other women um, and other men who date trans people than I could have even dreamed. And hopefully you get to spend the entire week. <laughs> yes, exactly. We've already planned it. So we're getting married this year, and we had a lot of other things kind of go take place this year so far. So uh, we absolutely have already put it in our, our calendars to be there and who we can take with us and if we can um, provide even a, a help with a scholarship to get somebody there so oh. they can experience what we did. Nice. That's the giving yeah, back. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So you know, we definitely enjoyed having you as brief as it was there. 
Thank you. I think there, there hasn't been a – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish up. Oh, I was just going to say there hasn't been a, a moment this week, I don't think, that we've still felt the impact over the weekend. And we've talked to – like I said, I've made so many friends there, but it's just continued to grow. It's something that kind of mm-hmm. manifests itself over time. So there's like a seed mm-hmm. planted there that's celebrated at that time, but then it just continues to manifest and grow itself over the, the next couple of weeks and hopefully months and over the next years. So the anticipation um, and the excitement continues to build as it get larger. And we can hopefully, be, you know, scholarship people and continue that growth. You know, and, 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 and Monica, I mean, you know, how great is this? You know how they always say, you know, give, give you your flowers while you're alive to hear it. How, mm-hmm. I mean, how wonderful is is this? That you know, one call right after another. What doing just what you do? How it has impacted these lives, and I mean, you can hear it. I mean, you can just hear it. Mm-hmm. You can see it in the pictures. You can hear it in people's mm-hmm. voices. And, I mean, that must be you know when you know. I often tell people say, well. What's your the greatest award you've ever gotten? This has to be the greatest award that you could get to mm-hmm. have this impact on people mm-hmm. like, and to touch their lives. Huh. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yes, it, 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 it's very surreal. And I really just took the time um, today to get um, so we we reviewed this past week and really absorbed um, everything that's happened and what it all means. And I too, you know, sometimes wonder like what what is the main attraction? I mean, I know what my intentions are and I know where my heart is and I know what my message is, but I'm still not um, completely attacked with what the attraction is, what draws that indescribable feeling. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, or as I thought about it, it's nothing that I can identify because it's really not nothing that I feel that I'm doing so much mm-hmm. as something I can do with effort. I really feel that I was blessed to be in a place in my life where I was ready to be open and to be led into, um, and when I say be led, I mean by, by the universe, by the spirit, and by allowing that light to shine from within me, I believe that that is what traction is because I think that, you know, I hear a lot of brothers say that they see themselves in me. And I think what they're seeing is their own reflection or the light of the reflection that is just in them. And so when they see SB and I and what we try to radiate, or matter of fact, what we radiate without effort is just the, the, the authenticity of spirit and love mm. and acceptance, you know, and that allows them to have those things for themselves. It's, it, it really is um, an amazing feeling to see the, the impact that it has had 
Um, however, I don't take credit for it. Yeah, just go get it. In a way of, you Good know, two creating something. I feel like I've allowed myself to be utilized as a vessel two. of something that was needed. Carter, let's get take this last um caller real quick and then um I think me and Michelle want to talk to you about a couple more things. Caller first three is six seven eight, last four five one zero three. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, I'm so glad I got back on. This is Talia. I got cut off earlier. I'm so so sorry. Aw. Well, we got welcome. you back. That's right. <laughs> We're glad you hung in there and came back. You know. Exactly. I have to. I have to because I I have to show um, Carter as much love as possible. Um, that conference was really life changing, and um, you know it it was a family reunion because I I have so many brothers and sisters and you know it's it's so easy to say um that you have friends but in reality mm-hmm. a lot of these people that you call friends are actually your associates. Mm-hmm. And I left that conference with tons of actual friends. And I felt so comfortable, you know, we had the, our family day that Saturday, and my biological aunt was able to show up. She also brought her husband and her children. And wow. it was a bond from the, the second they got out of their car. I mean, the second mm-hmm. they got out of their car, they was meted by Dee Dee Waters with hugs, and, you know, and, and it, was, it was just perfect. I couldn't, have, mm-hmm. I couldn't have imagined that much love. Wow. I think that's what it's all about, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about the fact, you know, everybody wants to throw, you know, what they believe to be, you know, what they feel, what they know, uh, how it should be. But there's millions of people in this world, and no one person is the same. Right. So if you're accepting the other, let's just say it's 30 million people, if you accept another 29,999 million people, then or yourself, then you accept everybody. There is right. no picking and choosing. Yeah. There and is the cool no picking and choosing. It, yeah, and then the cool thing about it is that we still pick up the phone and call each other. You know, it, it doesn't stop when we leave the hotel. You know, there are times when I just pick up the phone, hey, Javon, what's up? Or, you know, or somebody will call, check on me, you all right, sis? What's going on? You know, you know, it doesn't, you know, it, you know, in, in, in between that 300, you know, 65 days that we're waiting to, you know, for the next time we can come to Dallas, you know, we're picking up the phone, calling each other. We are on each other's Facebook pages. So, you know, we're in constant contact with each other. So. Huh. Nice. So, Karim on the horizon. Oh wow! For the next, the next five. <laughs> exactly. Roll up your sleeves and tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> well, I will be finding a successor. <laughs> I believe somebody will help me with all this work. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, um, 
five years, the first five years has been absolutely great, and, and, and I can only hope that it's a premonition of the next five years to come um, and, and the greatness that it holds. Um, we definitely see the for BTAC, and we want to put wheels on it. So we're right now we're um, in the in the premature stages of planning um, regional or smaller um, facets of the conference, for instance, whereas the uh, the annual conference is a week long. We're planning to do maybe uh, three, two or three day conferences in. Um, and some of the areas where we have chapters, such as Georgia, New York, um, and things like that, and doing those things like in, in maybe every six months, or where it's not annual and people have to wait all year long, or people just couldn't make it to Dallas, and then maybe they can make it to Atlanta, or maybe you know the guys up north can make it to New York, so that everybody does have the opportunity to have the experience of BTAC because, again, it's not just a conference. And it's something that you can only get from BTAC. And we, anybody that's been to BTAC, all the callers that you've heard today, all my BTAC family can tell you it's something that everybody needs, um, especially our black trans family and, and our allies. So we want to be able to, um, you know, sort of or sort of spread the love, per se, <laughs> and um, have uh, – you know, and, and of course, BTEC is our major program for the organization. Again, we're a nonprofit organization. Nobody is paid. Um, I don't receive pay. SP doesn't receive pay. So, you know, we depend on our our donors, our private donors, and you know, sponsors for the for the conference. And so, in order to also ability to sustain financially, um, we feel that that would be a great move in securing. Um, corporate allies and corporate sponsors, as well as um, expanding our private donor base um, by actually showing them the work and the impact that BTAC does for the community in other areas. So, Carter, you know, and I'm, because I want people, you know, this is important that people are going to go. Now, for last year, um, there was a way you could start and you could pay into it. Um, So, I'm going to put it out there now, folks. You can put BTAC on layaway. You can start paying for it now and, put, and maybe like send part for your registration and for all the events and matching dollars into another account for your travel expenses. So are you, going to have a, are you going to set up how soon can they start thinking about making plans? Because you know what? Put it in, put it in, put it in your calendar. Register. How soon can they start for next year? Uh, we'll probably open registration in 2017 next month in June. But you can go ahead and start saving now. If you got to, you know, put it in a sock, put it in a shoebox under your mattress. You know, it'll be twenty dollars a week. You know, it, it's worth it because again, you've uh-huh. heard everybody say that this is a life-changing experience, not just for trans folk, but for our allies, for our children, for anyone who believes in, in creating change. For anyone who wants to become the change, um, BTAC is definitely for you. If, you. if you're looking for family, friendships, information, um, if you want to display your talent in, in, in you know, a family-oriented environment where you're encouraged and you're loved um, as you are, please come mm-hmm. to BTAC, start saving now. Um, 
will be waiting for you with open arms. And I like you already gave the title for next year, Be the Change. I like that, mm-hmm. Carter. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. You know, BTWI motto is every voice matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. And on, let's say, during, during that conference, every voice matters. You know, our oh, allies, right. you know, our mm-hmm. trans masculine, mm-hmm. trans feminine brothers and sisters. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, right. you know, it's just, um, I have, you know, say, you know, it's like, uh, you know, SB posted something on my Facebook page for my birthday greeting, you know, about how they felt blessed to meet me. No, I, I felt blessed to have come across, have made contact with the Browns that it has been a two-way street. Uh, me meeting the Browns, uh, they are some, you know, they are some amazing people, and they have helped uh, improve, you know, make me a better person just as much as I hope that I've done for them. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, we really want to again. I want to congratulate you, Carter, for for doing this. You, Monica, for 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 being one of those pioneers that those awards are, are named after, and for both of you for walking in your truth. I mean, it is so inspirational. I can tell you that Terry and I both love you to pieces and back together again. Yep. I mean, you yep. are our family, and um, you know, I'm gonna tell you, I had um, I couldn't come because you know I had some illness here, and at one point. Or Jenna looked at me and she said, I was looking at the pictures and looking at She said, are we okay? You're not going to be mad at me. I said, I'm not mad at you. I said, but, you know, I'm sure I'm missing my family. <laughs> 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 I'm yeah, sure I'm yeah. missing my family. <laughs> yeah, because I was but, like, um, I said, wait a minute. It was like, it hit me the second day. I was like, where's Michelle? Like, what's I know, I know. <laughs> You know, and, and at some point it was like, don't look at the pictures anymore, Michelle. Don't look at the pictures. <laughs> and, and, and then it, and it, and it really hit me when I was alphabetizing the badges, and then I saw your badge, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Now you're going to make me cry. You're making me feel bad. I'm not going to Happy birthday. Many, yeah. many, 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 many more. And Carter. You know, well, you know, you're going to be on camera. We talk for real several other times talking about 2017 and BTMI. And and thank you both for all you do and for yes. being there with us. And congratulations for uh, Can We Talk For Real? Because I know y'all are getting ready to go into the third year for the third anniversary for the Before. Before. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've done some amazing, you know, work on in your own right in terms of you know, this program basically being willing to talk about the issues and stuff that mm-hmm. a lot of folks don't want to talk about. Uh, you know, yeah, uplifting communities that need to be uplifted. You know, we love that stuff. We definitely mm-hmm. want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, so. Real quick, we just want to tell you next week, Strength of My Soul, coming back on. But finally, we're going to be talking about mothers and 
daughters and watch the Facebook page so that you can get a little bit more information about it. But it's going to be a great show. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day, Michelle. Happy Mother's Day, Terry. And, you know, and tell Espy Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yes, definitely, Carter, tell her Happy Mother's Day. Okay. Well, good night, Terry, with that. Good night, Michelle. See you next week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.